file nine of farthest north volume two this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by sharon riskadal farthest north by fritjof nansen volume two chapter six by sledge and kayak part one saturday june first so this is june what has it in store for us will not this month either bring us the land we are longing for must hope and believe so though the time is drawing out luck for the matter of that is a wonderful thing i expected this morning as little of the day as was well possible the weather was thick and snowy and we had a strong contrary wind it was no better when we came on a lane directly after we started which appeared to be nearly impassable everything was dark and dull however the day turned out to be better than we expected by means of a detour to the northeast i found a passage across the lane and we got on to long flat plains which we went over until quite midday and from five this afternoon we had another hour and a half of good ice but that was the end of it a lane which ran in several directions cut off every means of advance and although i spent more than an hour and a half in looking for a crossing none was to be found there was nothing for it but to camp and hope that the morrow would bring an improvement now the morrow has come but whether the improvement has come likewise and the lane has closed more together i do not yet know we camped about nine yesterday evening as usual latterly after nearly a whole day of dismal snow it suddenly cleared up as soon as we began to pitch the tent the wind also went down and the weather became beautiful with blue sky and light white clouds so that one might almost dream oneself far away to summer at home the horizon in the west and southwest was clear enough but nothing to be seen except the same water sky which we have been steering for and happily it is obviously higher so we are getting under it if only we had reached it yonder there must be a change that i have no doubt of how i long for that change curious how different things are if we only reach land before our provisions give out we shall think ourselves well out of danger while to payer it stood for certain starvation if he should have to remain there and not find tegethoff again but then he had not been roaming about in the drift ice between eighty three degrees and eighty six degrees for two months and a half without seeing a living creature just as we were going to break up camp yesterday morning we suddenly heard the angry cry of an ivory gull there above us beautiful and white were two of them sailing right over our heads i thought of shooting them but it seemed on the whole hardly worth while to expend a cartridge apiece on such birds they disappeared again too directly a little while afterwards we heard them again as we were lying in the bag to-day and waiting for breakfast we suddenly heard a hoarse scream over the tent something like the croaking of a crow i should imagine it must have been a gull loris argentatus is it not curious the whole night long whenever i was awake did the sun smile into us through our silken walls and it was so warm and light that i lay and dreamed dreams of summer far from lanes and drudgery and endless toil how fair life seems at such moments and how bright the future but no sooner do i turn out to cook at half-past nine than the sun veils his countenance and snow begins to fall this happens nearly every day now is it because he will have us settle down here and wait for the summer and the slackening of the ice and open water will spare us the toil of finding a way over this hopeless maze of lanes i am loath indeed that this should come to pass even if we could manage as far as provisions are concerned by killing and eating the dogs and with a chance of game in prospect our arrival in spitzbergen would be late and we might not improbably have to pass the winter there and then those at home would have another year to wait sunday june second so it is on whitsunday that this book finishes i could hardly have imagined that we should still be in the drift ice without seeing land but fate wills otherwise and she knows no mercy the lane which stopped us yesterday did not close but opened wider until there was a big sea to the west of us and we were living on a floe in the midst of it without a passage across anywhere 
So at last what we have so often been threatened with has come to pass. We must set to work and make our kayaks seaworthy. But first of all we move the tent into a sheltered nook of the hummock, where we are lying to so that the wind does not reach us, and we can imagine it is quite still outside instead of a regular mill breeze blowing from the southwest. To rip off the cover of my kayak and get it into the tent to patch it was the work of a very short time, and then we spent a comfortable, quiet, whit Sunday evening in the tent. The cooker was soon going, and we had some smoking hot lobscow for dinner, and I hardly think either of us regretted he was not on the move. It is undeniably good to make a halt sometimes. The cover was soon patched and ready. Then I had to go out and brace up the frame of my kayak, where most of the lashings are slack and must be lashed over again. This will be no inconsiderable piece of work. There are at least forty of them. However, only a couple of the ribs are split, so the framework can easily be made just as good as before. Johansen also took the cover off his kayak, and today it is going to be patched. When both the frames are put in order and the covers on, we shall be ready to start afresh and to meet every difficulty, be it lanes, pools, or open sea. It will indeed be with a feeling of security that we shall set forth, and there will be an end to this continual anxiety, lest we should meet with impassable lanes. I cannot conceive that anything now can prevent us from soon reaching land. It can hardly be long now before we meet with lanes and open water in which we can row. There will be a difficulty with the remaining dogs, however, and it will be a case of parting with them. The dogs' rations were portioned out yesterday evening, and we still have part of pan for supper, but Klopperslangen must go too. We shall then have six dogs, which I suppose we can keep for four days, and still get on a good way with them. Whitsuntide. There is something so lovely and summer-like in the word. It is hard to think how beautiful everything is now at home, and then to lie here still, in mist and wind and ice. How homesick one grows! But what good does it do? Little Leave will go to dinner with her grandmother today. Perhaps they are dressing her in a new frock at this very moment. Well, well, the time will come when I can go with her. But when? I must set to work on the lashings, and it will be all right. We worked with ardor during the following days to get our kayaks ready, and even grudged the time for eating. Twelve hours sometimes went by between each meal, and our working day often lasted for twenty-four hours. But all the same it took time to make these kayaks fully seaworthy again. The worst of it was that we had to be so careful with our materials, as the opportunities of acquiring more were not immoderately abundant. When, for instance, a rib had to be relashed, we could not rip up the old lashing, but had to unwind it carefully in order not to destroy the line. And when there are many scores of such places to be relashed, this takes time. Then, too, several of the bamboo ribs which run along the side of the framework, particularly in Johansen's kayak, were split, and these had wholly or partly to be taken out and new ones substituted, or to be strengthened by lashings and side splints. When the covers were properly patched and the frames, after several days' work, again in order, the covers were put on and carefully stretched. All this, of course, had to be done with care and was not quick work, but then we had the satisfaction of knowing that the kayaks were fully seaworthy and capable, if need be, of weathering a storm on the way over to Spitzbergen. Meanwhile the time flew by, our precious time, but then we hoped that our kayaks would render us important assistance, and that we should get on all the quicker in them. Thus on Tuesday, June 4th, I wrote in my diary, it seems to me that it cannot be long before we come to open water or slack ice. The latter is hereabouts so thin and broken up, and the weather so summer-like. Yesterday the thermometer was a little below freezing point, and the snow which fell was more like sleet than anything else. It melted on the tent, and it was difficult to keep things from getting wet inside. The walls dripped if we even went near them. We had abominable weather the whole day yesterday, with falling snow, but for the matter of that we are used to it. We have had nothing else lately. 
Today, however, it is brilliant, clear blue sky, and the sun has just come over the top of our hummock and down into the tent. It will be a glorious day to sit out and work in, not like yesterday when all one's tackle got wet. It is worst of all when one is lashing, for then one cannot keep the line taut. This sun is a welcome friend. I thought I was almost tired of it before when it was always there, but how glad we are to see it now, and how it cheers one. I can hardly get it out of my head that it is a glorious fresh June morning home by the bay. Only let us soon have water, so that we can use our kayaks, and it will not be long before we are home. Today, for the first time on the whole of this journey, we have dealt out rations for breakfast, both of butter, one and two-thirds ounces, and aluronet bread, six and two-thirds ounces. We must keep to weights in order to be certain the provisions will last out, and I shall take stock properly of what we have left before we go farther. Happiness is, indeed, short-lived. The sun has gone again, the sky is overcast, and snowflakes are beginning to fall. Wednesday, June 5th. Still at the same spot, but it is to be hoped it will not be long before we are able to get off. The weather was fine yesterday, after all, and so summer-like to sit out and work and bask in the sun, and then to look out over the water and the ice with the glittering waves and snow. Yesterday we shot our first game. It was an ivory gull, Loris Abernius, which went flying over the tent. There were other gulls here yesterday, too, and we saw as many as four at once, but they kept at a distance. I went after them once and missed my mark. One cartridge wasted. This must not be repeated. If we had taken the trouble, we could easily have got more gulls, but they are too small game, and it is also too early to use up our ammunition. In the pool here I saw a seal, and Johansen saw one, too. We have both seen and heard gnarls. There is life enough here, and if the kayaks were in order and we could row out on the water, I have no doubt we could get something. However, it is not necessary yet. We have provisions enough at present, and it is better to employ the time in getting on on account of the dogs, though it would be well if we could get some big game and not kill any more of them until our ice journey is over and we take to the kayaks for good. Yesterday we had to kill Klopperslangen. He gave twenty-five rations, which will last the six remaining dogs four days. The slaughtering was now entirely Johansen's business. He had achieved such celerity that with the single thrust of my long lap-knife he made an end of the animal, so that it had no time to utter a sound, and after a few minutes, with the help of the knife and our little axe, he had divided the animal into suitable doles. As I mentioned before, we left the skin and hair on. The former was carefully eaten up, and the only thing left after the dog's meal was, as a rule, a tuft of hair here and there on the ice, some claws, and perhaps a well-gnawed cranium, the hard skull being too much for them. They are beginning to be pretty well starved now. Yesterday, Lillaraven ate up the toe-strap, the reindeer skin which is placed under the foot to prevent the snow from balling, and a little of the wood of Johansen's snowshoes, which the dog had pulled down onto the ice. The late Quick ate up her sailcloth harness, and I am not so sure these others do not indulge in a fragment of canvas now and then. I have just reckoned out our longitude according to an observation taken with the theodolite yesterday, and make it to be 61 degrees, 16.5 minutes east. Our latitude was 82 degrees, 17.8 minutes north. I cannot understand why we do not see land. The only possible explanation must be that we are farther east than we think, and that the land stretches southward in that direction, but we cannot have much farther to go now. Just at this moment a bird flew over us, which Johansen, who is standing just outside the tent, took to be a kind of sandpiper. Thursday, June 6th, still on the same spot. I am longing to get off, see what things look like, and have a final solution of this riddle which is constantly before me. It will be a real pleasure to be under way again with whole tackle, and I cannot help thinking that we shall soon be able to use our kayaks in open water. 
life would be another thing then fancy to get clear for good of this ice and these lanes this toil with the sledges and endless trouble with the dogs only one's self in a light craft dancing over the waves at play it is almost too much to think of perhaps we have still many a hard turn before we reach it many a dark hour but some time it must come and then then life will be life again yesterday at last we finished mending the framework of both kayaks we rigged up some plaited bamboo at the bottom of each to place the provisions on in order to prevent them from getting wet in case the kayaks should leak Today we have only to go over them again test the lashings and brace support those that may require it and finally put the covers on tomorrow evening i hope we shall get off this repairing has taken it out of the cord of our three balls we have rather less than one left this i am very anxious to keep as we may require it for fishing and so forth our various provisions are beginning to dwindle weighed the butter yesterday and found that we only had five pounds one ounce if we reckon our daily ration at one and a third ounces per man it will last another twenty-three days and by that time we shall have gone a little farther Today, for the first time i could note down a temperature above freezing point that is plus thirty five point six degrees fahrenheit this morning the snow outside was soft all through and the hummocks are dripping it will not be long now before we find water on the floes last night too it absolutely rained it was only a short shower first of all it drizzled then came large heavy drops and we took shelter inside the tent in order not to get wet but it was rain rain it was quite a summer feeling to sit in here and listen to the drops splashing on the tent wall as regards the going this thaw will probably be a good thing if we should have frost again but if the snow is to continue as it is now it will be a fine mess to get through among all these ridges and hummocks instead of such a contingency it would be better to have as much rain as possible to melt and wash the ice clear of snow well well it must do as it likes it cannot be long now before it takes a turn for the better land or open water whichever it may be saturday june eighth finished and tried the kayaks yesterday at last but only by dint of sticking to our work from the evening of the day before yesterday to the evening of yesterday it is remarkable that we are able to continue working so long at a stretch if we were at home we should be very tired and hungry with so many working hours between meals but here it does not seem more than it should be although our appetites certainly are first-rate and our sleeping powers good it does not seem as if we were growing weak or sickening for scurvy just yet as a matter of fact so far as i know we are unusually strong and healthy just now and in full elasticity when we tried the kayaks in a little lane just here we found them considerably leaky in the seams and also in the canvas from their rough usage on the way but it is to be hoped no more so than will be remedied when a little soaking makes the canvas swell out it will not be agreeable to ferry over lanes and have to put our kayaks dry and leaky on the water our provisions may not improbably be reduced to a pulp but we shall have to put up with that too like everything else and so we really mean to get off today, after a week's stay on the same spot. Yesterday the southeast wind set in. It has increased today and become rather strong, to judge by the whistling round the hummocks outside. I lay here this morning fancying I heard the sound of breakers a little way off. All the lanes about here closed yesterday, and there was little open water to be seen. It is owing to this wind, I suppose, and if it is going to close lanes for us, then let it blow on. The snow is covered with a crust of ice, the going is as good as possible, and the ice it is to be hoped is more or less flat, so we shall be all right. Johansen shot another ivory gull yesterday, and we had it and another one for dinner. It was our first taste of fresh food, and was, it cannot be denied, very good but all the same not so delightful as one would expect seeing that we have not had fresh meat for so many months it is proof no doubt that the food we have is also good weighed the bread yesterday 
found we had twenty-six pounds four ounces of wheaten bread and seventeen pounds one ounce of aluronid bread so for that matter we can manage for another thirty-five or forty days and how far we shall then have got the gods alone know but some part of the way it must be sunday june ninth we got away from our camping-ground at last yesterday and we were more than pleased in spite of the weather which was as bad as it could be with a raging snowstorm from the east we were both glad to begin our wanderings again it took some time to fix grips under the kayaks consisting of sack sleeping-bag and blankets and so load the sledges but eventually we made a start we got well off the floe we had lived on so long and did not even have to use the kayaks which we had spent a week in patching for that purpose the wind had carefully closed the lanes we found flat ice country and made good way in spite of the most villainous going with newly fallen snow which stuck to one's snowshoes mercilessly and in which the sledges stood as if fixed to the spot as soon as they stopped the weather was such that one could not see many hundred feet in front of one and the snow which accumulated on one's clothes on the weather side wetted one to the skin but still it was glorious to see ourselves making progress progress towards our stubborn goal we came across a number of lanes and they were difficult to cross with their complicated network of cracks and ridges in all directions some of them were broad and full of brash which rendered it impossible to use the kayaks in some places however the brash was pressed so tightly together that we could walk on it but many journeys to and fro are nearly always necessary before any reasonable opportunity of advance is to be found this time is often long to the one who remains behind with the dogs being blown through or wetted through meanwhile as the case may be often when it seemed as if i were never coming back did johansen think i had fallen through some lane and was gone for good as one sits there on the kayak waiting and waiting and gazing in front of one into solitude many strange thoughts pass through one's brain several times he climbed the highest hummock near at hand to scan the ice anxiously and then when at last he discovered a little black speck moving about on the white flat surface far far away his mind would be relieved as johansen was waiting in this way yesterday he remarked that the sides of the floe in front of him were slowly moving up and down as they might if rocked by a slight swell can open water be near can it be that the great breakers from the sea have penetrated in here how willingly would we believe it but perhaps it was only the wind which set the thin ice we are now travelling over in wave-like motion or have we really open water to the southeast it is remarkable that this wind welds the ice together while the southwest wind here a little while ago slackened it when all is said is it possible that we are not far from the sea i cannot help thinking of the water reflections we have seen on the sky before us johansen has just left the tent and says that he can now see the same reflection in the south it is higher now and the weather tolerably clear what can it be only let us go on and get there we came across the track of a bear again yesterday how old it was could not easily be determined in this snow which obliterates everything in a few minutes but it was probably from yesterday for haran directly afterwards got scent of something and started off against the wind so that johansen thought the bear must be somewhere near well well old or new a bear was there while we were a little farther north stitching at the kayaks and one day it will come our way too no doubt the gull which johansen shot brought up a large piece of blubber when it fell and this tends to confirm us in the belief that bears are at hand as it hardly could have done so had it not been in such company the weather was wet and wretched and to make things worse there was a thick mist and the going was as heavy as could be to go on did not seem very attractive but on the other hand a halt for dinner in this slush was still less so we therefore continued a little while longer and stopped at ten o'clock for good what a welcome change it was to be under the tent again and the fiskegraten was delicious it gives one such a sense of satisfaction to feel that in spite of everything one is making a little way 
the temperature is beginning to be bad now the snow is quite wet and some water has entered my kayak which i suppose melted on the deck and ran down through the open side where the lacing is which we have not yet sewn fast we are waiting for good weather in order to get the covers thoroughly dry first and then stretch them well monday june tenth in spite of the most impenetrable mist and the most detestable going on soppy snow which has not yet been sufficiently exposed to frost to become granular and where the sledges rode their very heaviest we still managed to make good even progress the whole day yesterday there were innumerable lanes of course to deal with and many crossings on loose pieces of ice which we accomplished at a pinch but the ice is flat here everywhere and every little counts it is the same thin winter ice of about three feet in thickness i only saw a couple of old floes yesterday they were in the neighborhood of our camping ground which was also on an old floe otherwise the ice is new and in places very new we went over some large expanses yesterday of ice one foot or less in thickness the last of these tracts in particular was very remarkable and must at one time have been an immense pool the ice on it was so thin that it cannot be long before it melts altogether there was water on all this ice and it was like walking through gruel as a matter of fact the ice about here is nothing else but pure broken-up sea ice consisting of large and small floes not infrequently very small floes closely aggregated but when they have the chance of slackening they will spread over the whole sea hereabouts and we shall have water enough to row in any direction we please the weather seems to-day to be of the same kind as yesterday with a southwest wind which is tearing and rattling at the tent walls a thaw and wet snow i do not know if we shall get any more frost but it would make the snow in splendid condition for our snowshoes i am afraid however that the contrary will rather be the case and that we shall soon be in for the worst break-up of the winter the lanes otherwise are beginning to improve they are no longer so full of brash and slush it is melting away and bridges and such like have a better chance of forming in the clearer water we scan the horizon unremittingly for land every time there is a clear interval but nothing never anything to be seen meanwhile we constantly see signs of the proximity of land or open water the gulls increase conspicuously in number and yesterday we saw a little auk mergulus alle in a lane the atmosphere in the south and southwest is always apt to be dark but the weather has been such that we can really see nothing yet i feel that the solution is approaching but then how long have i not thought so there is nothing for it but the noble virtue of patience what beautiful ice this would have been to travel over in april before all these lanes were formed endless flat plains for the lanes as far as we know are all newly formed ones with some ridges here and there which are also new tuesday june eleventh a monotonous life this on the whole as monotonous as one can well imagine it to turn out day after day week after week month after month to the same toil over ice which is sometimes a little better sometimes a little worse it now seems to be steadily getting worse always hoping to see an end to it but always hoping in vain ever the same monotonous range of vision over ice and again ice no sign of land in any direction and no open water and now we should be in the same latitude as cape fligley or at most a couple of minutes farther north we do not know where we are and we do not know when this will end meanwhile our provisions are dwindling day by day and the number of our dogs is growing seriously less shall we reach land while we yet have food or shall we when all is said ever reach it it will soon be impossible to make any way against this ice and snow the latter is only slush the dogs sink through at every step and we ourselves splash through it up above our knees when we have to help the dogs or take a turn at the heavy sledges which happens frequently it is hard to go on hoping in such circumstances but still we do so 
though sometimes perhaps our hearts fail us when we see the ice lying before us like an impenetrable maze of ridges lanes brash and huge blocks thrown together pell-mell and one might imagine oneself looking at suddenly congealed breakers there are moments when it seems impossible that any creature not possessed of wings can get farther and one longingly follows the flight of a passing gull and thinks how far away one would soon be could one borrow its wings but then in spite of everything one finds a way and hope springs eternal let the sun peep out a moment from the bank of clouds and the ice plains glitter in all their whiteness let the sunbeams play on the water and life seems beautiful in spite of it all and worthy a struggle it is wonderful how little it takes to give one fresh courage yesterday i found dead in a lane a little polar cod gaddis polaris and my eyes i am sure must have shone with pleasure when i saw it it was real treasure trove where there is fish in the water one can hardly starve and before i crept into the tent this morning i set a line in the lane beside us but what a number of these little fish it would require to feed one many more in one day than one could catch in a week or perhaps in a month yet one is hopeful and lies counting the chances of there being larger fish in the water here and of being able to fish to one's heart's content advance yesterday was more difficult than on the previous days the ice more uneven and massive and in some places with occasional old floes in between we were stopped by many bad lanes too so did not make much way i'm afraid not more than three or four miles i think we may now reckon on being in latitude eighty two degrees eight minutes or nine minutes north if this continual southeast wind has not sent us northward again the going is getting worse and worse the snow is water-soaked to the bottom and will not bear the dogs any longer though it has become a little more granular lately and the sledges run well on it when they do not cut through which happens continually and then they are almost immovable it is heavy for the dogs and would be so even if they were not so wretchedly worn out as they are they stop at the slightest thing and have to be helped or driven forward with the whip poor animals they have a bad time of it lillaraven the last of my original team will soon be unable to go farther and such a good animal to haul we have five dogs left lillaraven storaven and kaifas to my sledge suggen and haran to johansen's we still have enough food for them for three days from ispian who was killed yesterday morning and before that time johansen thinks the riddle will be solved vain hope i am afraid although the water sky in the southeast or south southeast magnetic seems always to keep in the same position and has risen much higher we began our march at half past six yesterday afternoon and stopped before a lane at a quarter past three this morning i saw fresh-water pools on the ice under some hummocks yesterday for the first time where we stopped however there were none to be found so we had to melt water again this morning but it will not often be necessary hereafter i hope and we can save our oil which by the way is becoming alarmingly reduced outside the weather and snow are the same no pleasure in turning out to the toils of the day i lie here thinking of our june at home how the sun is shining over forest and fjord and wooded hills and there is but some time we shall get back to life and then it will be fairer than it has ever been before wednesday june twelfth this is getting worse and worse yesterday we did nothing hardly advanced more than a mile wretched snow uneven ice lanes and villainous weather stopped us there was certainly a crust on the snow on which the sledges ran well when they were on it but when they broke through and they did it constantly they stood immovable this crust too was bad for the dogs poor things they sank through it into the deep snow between the irregularities and it was like swimming through slush for them but all the same we made way lanes stopped us it is true but we cleared them somehow over one of them at last which looked nasty we got by making a bridge of small floes which we guided to the narrowest place 
but then a shameless storm of wet snow or more correctly sleet with immense flakes set in and the wind increased we could not see our way in this labyrinth of lanes and hummocks and were as soaked as ducked crows as we say the going was impossible and the sledges as good as immovable in the wet snow which was soon deep enough to cling to our ski underneath in great lumps and prevent them from running there was hardly any choice but to find a camping-ground as soon as possible for to force one's way along in such weather and on such snow and make no progress was of little use we found a good camping-ground and pitched our tent after only four hours march and went without our dinner to make up here we are then hardly knowing what to do next what the going is like outside i do not know yet but probably not much better than yesterday and whether we ought to push on the little we can or go out and try to capture a seal i cannot decide the worst of it is that there do not seem to be many seals in the ice where we now are we have seen none the last few days perhaps it is too thick and compact for them the ice here is strikingly different in character from that we have been travelling over of late it is considerably more uneven for one thing with mounds and somewhat old ridges among them some very large ones nor does it look so very old in general i should say of last winter's formation though there are occasional old flows in between they appear to have been near land as clay and earthy matter are frequently to be seen particularly in the newly formed ridges johansen who has gone out says the same water sky is to be seen in the south why is it we cannot reach it but there it is all the same an alluring goal for us to make for even if we do not reach it very soon we see it again and again looking so blue and beautiful for us it is the color of hope friday june fourteenth it is three months to-day since we left the fram a quarter of a year have we been wandering in this desert of ice and here we are still when we shall see the end of it i can no longer form any idea i only hope whatever may be in store for us is not very far off open water or land vilcek land zitchi land spitzbergen or some other country yesterday was not quite so bad a day as i expected we really did advance though not very far hardly more than a couple of miles but we must be content with that at this time of year the dogs could not manage to draw the sledges alone if there was nobody beside them they stopped at every other step the only thing to be done was to make a journey to and fro and thus go over the ground three times while i went on ahead to explore johansen drove the sledges as far as he could first mine and then back again after his own by that time i had returned and drove my own sledge as far as i had found a way and then this performance was repeated all over again it was not rapid progress but progress it was of a kind and that was something the ice we are going over is anything but even it is still rather massive and old with hummocks and irregularities in every direction and no real flat tracts when added to this after going a short distance we came to a place where the ice was broken up into small floes with high ridges and broad lanes filled with slush and brash so that the whole thing looked like a single mass of debris where there was hardly standing room to say nothing of any prospect of advance it was only human to lose courage and give up for the time being trying to get on wherever i turned the way was closed and it looked as if advance was denied us for good to launch the kayaks would be of no avail for we could hardly expect to propel them through this accumulation of fragments and i was on the point of making up my mind to wait and try our luck with the net and line and see if we could not manage to find a seal somewhere in these lanes these are moments full of anxiety when from some hummock one looks doubtingly over the ice one's thoughts continually reverting to the same question have we provisions enough to wait for the time when the snow will have melted and the ice have become slacker and more intersected with lanes so that one can row between the floes or is there any probability of our being able to obtain sufficient food if that which we have should fall short these are great and important questions which i cannot yet answer for certain 
that it will take a long time before all this snow melts away and advance becomes fairly practicable is certain at what time the ice may become slacker and progress by means of the lanes possible we cannot say and up to this we have taken nothing with the exception of two ivory gulls and a small fish we did indeed see another fish swimming near the surface of the water but it was no larger than the other where we are just now there seems to be little prospect of capturing anything i have not seen a single seal the last few days though yesterday i saw the snowed down track of a bear meanwhile we see ivory gulls continually but they are still too small to be worth a cartridge yesterday however i saw a large gull probably loris argentatus i determined to make one more attempt to get on by striking farther east and this time i was successful in finding a passage across by way of a number of small floes on the other side there was rather old compact ice partially a formation a summer old which seemed to have been near land as it was irregular and much intermixed with earthy matter we have travelled over this ice field ever since without coming on lanes but it was uneven and we came to grief several times in other places again it was pretty good we began our march at eight o'clock on wednesday afternoon and halted here at five o'clock this morning later on in the forenoon the wind went over to the northeast and the temperature fell the snow froze hard and eventually the going became pretty good the crust on the snow bore the dogs up and also the sledges to a certain extent and we looked forward to good going on the following day but in this we were doomed to disappointment no sooner had we got inside the tent than it began to snow and kept briskly at it the whole day while we slept and yesterday evening when we turned out to get breakfast ready and start off it was still snowing and deep loose snow covered everything a state of things bad beyond description there was no sense in going on and we decided to wait and see how matters would turn out meanwhile we were hungry but a full breakfast we could not afford so i prepared a small portion of fish soup and we returned to the bag again johansen to sleep on i to re-reckon all my observations from the time we left the fram and see if some error might not explain the mystery why no land was yet to be found the sun had partially appeared and i tried though in vain to take an observation i stood waiting for more than an hour with the theodolite up but the sun went in again and remained out of sight i have calculated and calculated and thought and thought but can find no mistake of any importance and the whole thing is a riddle to me i am beginning seriously to doubt that we may be too far west after all i simply cannot conceive that we are too far east for in such a case we cannot at any rate be more than five degrees farther east than our observations make us supposing for instance that our watches have gone too fast johansen cannot at all events have gained more than double its previous escapement i have assumed an escapement of five seconds but supposing that the escapement has been ten seconds this does not make more difference than six minutes forty seconds in eighty days the time from our departure from the fram till the last observation that is one degree forty minutes farther east than we ought to be assuming too that i have calculated our day's marches at too great length in the days between april eighth and thirteenth and that instead of thirty-six english geographical miles or rather more than forty statute miles we have only gone twenty-four english geographical miles or twenty-eight statute miles less we cannot possibly have gone we should then have been in eighty-nine degrees east instead of eighty-six degrees east on the thirteenth as we supposed that is three degrees farther east or with the figures above let us say together five degrees farther east that is we now instead of being in longitude sixty one degrees east should be in sixty six degrees east or about seventy miles from cape fligely but it seems to me we ought to see land south of us just the same Vilcek land cannot be so low and trend suddenly so far to the south when cape budapest is said to lie in about sixty one degrees east and eighty two degrees north and should thus be not so much as fifty miles from us no this is inconceivable 
on the other hand it is not any easier to suppose ourselves west of it we must have drifted very materially between april eighth and thirteenth or my watch must have stopped for a time before april second the observations from april second fourth and eighth seem indeed to indicate that we drifted considerably westward on the second we appeared to be in one hundred three degrees six minutes east on the fourth in ninety nine degrees fifty nine minutes east and april eighth in ninety five degrees seven minutes east between these dates there were no marches of importance between the observations on the second and the fourth there was only a short half-day's march and between the fourth and the seventh a couple which amounted to nothing and could only have carried us a little westward this is as much as to say that we must have drifted eight degrees or let us reckon at any rate seven degrees westward in the six days and nights assuming that the drift was the same during the five days and nights between the eighth and thirteenth we then get seven degrees farther west than we suppose we should consequently now be in fifty-four degrees east instead of in sixty-one degrees east and not more than thirty-six to forty miles from cape fligley and close by oscar's land we ought to see something of them i think let us assume meanwhile that the drift westward was strong in the period before april second also and grant the possibility that my watch did stop at that time which i fear is not excluded and we may then be any distance west for all we can tell it is this possibility which i begin to think of more and more meanwhile apparently there is nothing for it but to continue as we have done already perhaps a little more south and a solution must come when after having concluded my calculations i had taken a nap and again turned out at midday to-day the condition of the snow proved to be no better in fact rather worse the new snow was wet and sticky and the going as heavy as it well could be however it was necessary to make an attempt to get on there was nothing gained by waiting there and progress is progress be it ever so little i took a single altitude about midday but it was not sharp saturday june fifteenth the middle of june and still no prospect of an end to this things only became worse instead so bad as yesterday though it had never been and worse happily it can hardly be the sledges ran terribly heavy in the loose wet newly fallen snow which was deep to boot and sometimes when they stopped and that was continually they stuck as if glued to the spot it was all we could do to move them when we pushed with all our might then to this was added the fact that one's snowshoes ran equally badly and masses of snow collected underneath them the minute one stopped one's feet kept twisting continually from this and ice formed under them so that one suddenly slid off the snowshoes and into the snow till far above one's knees when one tried to pull or help the sledges but there was nothing for it but to scramble up and on to them again to wade along in such snow without them is an impossibility and as i have said before though fastening them on securely would have been a better plan yet it would have been too troublesome seeing that we had to take them off continually to get the sledges over ridges and lanes in addition to all this wherever one turns the ice is uneven and full of mounds and old ridges and it is only by wriggling along like an eel so to speak that one can get on at all there are lanes too and they compel one to make long detours or go long distances over thin small floes ridges and other abominations we struggled along however a little way working on our old plan of two turns but a quick method it could not be called the dogs are becoming more and more worn out lilleraven the last survivor of my team can now hardly walk hauling there is no question of he staggers like a drunken man and when he falls can hardly rise to his feet again to-day he is going to be killed i am thankful to say and one will be spared seeing him storaven too is getting very slack in the traces the only one of mine which pulls at all is kaifas and that is only as long as one of us is helping behind 
to keep on longer in such circumstances is only wearing out men and dogs to no purpose and is also using up more provender than is necessary we therefore renounced dinner and halted at about ten yesterday evening after having begun the march at half-past four in the afternoon i had however stopped to take an observation on the way it is not easy to get hold of the sun nowadays and one must make the most of him when he is to be seen through the driving clouds clear he will never be yesterday afternoon after an unconscionable wait and after having put up the instrument in vain a couple of times i finally got a wretched single altitude yesterday evening i reckoned out these observations and find that contrary to our expectations we have drifted strongly westward having come from sixty one degrees sixteen minutes east which was our longitude on june fourth right to about fifty seven degrees forty minutes east but then we have also drifted a good way north again up to eighty two degrees twenty six minutes north after being down in eighty two degrees seventeen point eight minutes on the same date and we have been pushing southward as hard as we could the whole time however we are glad to see that there is so much movement in the ice for then there is hope of our drifting out eventually towards open water for that we can get there by our own efforts alone over the shocking ice i am beginning to doubt this country and this going are too bad and my hope now is in lanes and slack ice happily a northeast wind has sprung up yesterday there was a fresh breeze from the north-northwest magnetic and the same again to-day only let it blow on if it has set us northwest it can also set us southwest and eventually out towards our goal towards franz joseph land or spitzbergen i doubt more than ever our being east of cape fligley after this observation and i begin to believe more and more in the possibility that the first land we shall see if we see any and i hope we may will be spitzbergen in that case we should not even get a glimpse of franz joseph land the land of which i have dreamed golden dreams day and night but still if it is not to be then well and good spitzbergen is good enough and if we are as far west as we seem to be i have greater hope than before of finding slacker ice and open water and then for spitzbergen but there is still a serious question to be faced and that is to procure ourselves enough food for the journey i have slept here some time on purpose after having spent a good while on my calculations and speculations as to our drift and our future we have nothing to hurry for in this state of the snow it is hardly better to-day than it was yesterday and then on account of the mild temperature it is better to travel by night than by day the best thing to do is to spin out the time as long as possible without consuming more than absolutely necessary of the provisions the summer cannot but improve matters and we have still three months of it before us the question is can we procure ourselves food during that time it would be strange i think if we could not there are birds about continually i saw another large gull yesterday probably the herring or silver gull loris argentatus but to support life for any length of time on such small fry we have not cartridges enough on seal or bear all my hopes are fixed just one before our provisions give out and the evil hour is warded off for a long time to come End of file nine.